Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. People don't realize that getting the job is not just about skill. It's about what you add to the room. So, mm-hmm. you know... I've been someone that, you know, I think from what I hear, people like to be around me, whatever energy I add to the room or, you know, maybe my smile or whatever. That is also something that makes people feel comfortable. Hello and welcome to the Wannabe podcast, a behind the scenes look at the opportunities available in the creative and entertainment industries so that you can get to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I'm, of course, your host, Imriel Morgan. Thank you all for taking the time to check out episode 100 with Mallory Blackman. If you missed it, definitely go back and check it out. Today's guest is Lacey Redway. I was so excited to speak to Lacey as I had been following her for a while. Lacey is a celebrity hairstylist and she has worked with Tracy Ellis Ross, Tessa Thompson, Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, FKA Twigs, and the list goes on and on. Lacey has been featured in a number of publications, including Essence, Allure, Glamour, Cosmopolitan, and she was one of Refinery29's 13 most influential female hairstylists. In today's episode, Lacey shares the origin of her passion for hair, how she began to learn about celebrity hairstyling, where and how she got her first opportunities. And Lacey also generously shares why she's always booked and busy so that you can be too. Let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? Hmm. Okay, that that's a very interesting question because I feel like I'm still learning so much about myself today. So the question of who I wanted to be. Well, I know I could start from, you know, I guess kind of what people would say the beginning of like my journey and how I arrived where I am now. I've always been the girl in school that knew how to do hair. But even before becoming that girl, I was a young girl that was born in Jamaica, um, the island. So hair was always something that came natural to me, but it also became a way of me uh, financially being able to help provide for myself to be able to afford to buy myself maybe like a cool shirt or like, you know, sneakers or whatever it is that, you know, I wanted to have at the time that my parents couldn't afford for me to have. But, you know, maybe friends at school, their parents could afford for them to have it. So I saw hair as that way of just helping to be able to, yeah, afford the things that I wanted to do. So yeah, hair became part of my identity really early on so I was the girl in um like middle school which is um middle school in the states is like age you know from like 11 to 13 so I I became that girl in school that did everyone's hair and at the time when I was growing up it was like you know in the 90s where like basketball culture was really um you know important and also like there were you know television shows 
like there was a show called Moesha, which was uh, I love that show. Yeah, Brandy, you know the singer. She was the the you know main person, and she wore braids. And then um, there was this basketball player, Allen Iverson, who wore a ton of braid style. So you know, I was inspired by a lot of his looks that I got to you know play and do on people's hair at school. So I got a lot of practice from that and I was charging like ten dollars you know to do everyone's hair so to me I was rich because I you know I'm like (laughs) I'm like 12 years old you know like maybe making like you know 30 40 dollars you know in a week or something you know so I didn't realize until like later on as I do these interviews and as I reflect back on my past that I was an entrepreneur pretty early on. So I think, um, you know, speaking about who I am today, I think that I could never forget about where I came from and, you know, to arrive where I am now, you know, so I always try to make sure that I um, always have gratitude about just my journey and 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 being able to come from being this like immigrant girl living in a one bedroom apartment with three other people you know to now being able to speak on the podcast about my journey and to help you know show other women of color and other girls that you know have a dream that it's possible yeah no i mean it sounds incredible um did you ever think that you would, I mean, I, I mean, I know that you've just said you've got gratitude towards your journey, but did you ever think that you would be where you are now? Did you ever envisage that? And at what point did you start to realize that you're making it? I mean, that question is also like a loaded question because I, it's, it's <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's great. It's just that like, there's this term that I that I learned and I think someone called it like imposter syndrome or something where like you don't really like I don't see myself the way a lot of people see me so I just see myself like as like a regular person and I still feel like I'm making it you know so I don't I don't know I don't know if I'm even you know like I see articles written about me or sometimes even like the reflecting of it all it's just it's just so incredible to just think about the journey and, you know, the things that I've overcome in my life and and just to realize that, yeah, like I said, you know, having the quote unquote American dream is possible if you put in the work. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, this is like a long time coming. As I said, I, like I've been doing hair since I was 11. I'm in my 30s now. And some people are <laughs> still just learning my name. So it's not a sprint. It's definitely is a marathon, you know. And how are you feeling when those moments occur especially with people that you know you grew up watching and you're you're in their face you're in their hair what are the feelings that you're experiencing I definitely try in the workspace I try to treat every scenario you know as a job so I definitely try to be very professional and never fangirl you know but you know (laughs) the moments after or the moments before you can definitely get in that spirit of like wow I can't believe this is happening I mean I remember the first time I worked with um, Lady Gaga and I was like walking up to her door and I was like I can't believe I'm about to do this you know but then once you get you meet people then you're like oh they're just normal people like you and I you know yeah and 
they're not, you know, sometimes their job is also their job, you know, sometimes it's their persona, especially if you're like musician, athlete, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes like your peel back self when you're in the privacy of your own home is not necessarily Mm -hmm. that person, you know. So it's so cool and interesting to be able to see people in their like natural state and element. And being a hair and makeup artist is such an intimate experience because, you know, especially what I do, you know, I have to get someone ready most of the time I'm given like maybe two hours, you know, and depending on the person, it could be much less than that. Or sometimes they require more time than that. But, you know, the range is pretty much like two hours. So to meet someone for the first time and you're directly like touching them in such intimate ways, like on their scalp, in their face, you're bound to have connections really quickly with people because you have to trust them and they are seeing you sometimes in your most vulnerable state. So it's a very important job that we do as hair and makeup artists. And I think that a lot of the world don't always realize that. I think more so now having to be quarantined, a a lot of people are realizing more so that, you know, what we do is so much more important than they were crediting it for. Mm -hmm. For sure. It sounds like an incredible experience. And I guess for many of us, you would never imagine or think about hair in the way that you have managed to build a career from it. So I guess for most people, like, they're good at hairdressing, they go down that route. And then I guess, like, maybe some people don't dream big enough. I don't know if that's, that's like, the right way to phrase it, but that's the words that I've got right now. But maybe, like, people don't, like, don't know, like, the levels that it can get to and, I guess, the relationships that you can hold off the back of that. I guess for you, what was your big break and when did you realise, like, oh, there's a whole world to hair that I can tap into or did you always know that those opportunities were there yeah I never knew the opportunities were there so along with my journey you know I worked in a hair salon also very young you know I was in a I was a shampoo girl and a braider in a hair salon at 14 so again like I said I've always like kind of like had this like entrepreneurial hustler kind of like skill set about me you know Mm business-minded And I think that's what people, a lot of people forget when they want to, you know, continue beyond a salon. You know, it's a lot of it has to do with business more so than the actual skill. So, yeah, when I was working in the last salon I worked at, the lady I worked for, she did photo shoots, but not on the level that I do them today, but more so like a hair package company. And I got to be her Mm -hmm. assistant and assisted her on set. And that's how I became exposed to photo shoots. Because prior to that, I never even, it never dawned on me that there's someone behind the scenes creating the hair and makeup for the person on the magazine cover, the person in the movie. And, you know, it never dawned on me to think that that was a, a job or a career. So after assisting her and um, being able to be on set and and my job was just to like, when the hair moved out of place, you know, I would stand next to the photographer and just, you know, put it back in place. And I made pretty good money just being her assistant. So my wheels started turning and I was like, well, if I'm making this amount, what is she making? 
and even before that so I always knew that hair was a skill set I had but I didn't want to do hair professionally because I I wanted to work in fashion so I thought I was going to be like do fashion PR because I had seen a television show about fashion publicists and I was like oh that's cool so I started when I was in college I got that's what I started to you know study and didn't realize that hair could take me in the direction that I wanted to go which is working in the fashion field until that very moment where I assisted on set and then after assisting her and then getting that aha moment I was like oh okay I then uh, hired my own photographer, used the cousin as a model, hired a makeup artist and started my own portfolio. Wow, that is very, like, that's a lot of ingenuity. And where were you going to take the portfolio? What was your thinking? At the time when I started this, this was like at the beginning stages of like social media. But, you know, I didn't know it as social media at the time was the beginning stages of like MySpace. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And like mm. when you still had to have like a college uh, email address to join Facebook. So it had to be yeah. like an EDU. And then there was this other website called Model Mayhem. That website was specifically designed for creatives. So if you're like a photographer, hair and makeup, you know, nail artist, whatever have you, it was a place that you can all go and um, kind of meet other creatives and create together. So it was more so like a barter thing where you would all offer your services and in the... Mm-hmm in the end you you would create beautiful images so that's how I started out so I started out and I met a lot of amazing people that I still know today and that are also doing very well in the industry so through me having that first photo shoot I joined Model Mayhem I was able to network and meet a lot of cool interesting people started my portfolio and it all became word of mouth for me and a lot of things that um sometimes people don't realize that getting the job is not just about skill it's about what you add to the room so mm-hmm. you know i've been someone that you know i think from what i hear people like to be around me whatever energy i add to the room or you know maybe my smile or whatever that is also something that makes people feel comfortable you know when you work with uh high profile people 
They want to yeah. feel secure and safe, you know? So it, it's not so much about who's the loudest and who's the biggest and baddest. It's about what you can, you know, the value you add to them. So beyond being a skilled hairstylist, it's also about professionalism and manners and just being able to, you know, also have creative ideas, you know, because also we we are on my level when you're working at my level, you're beyond a hairstylist, you know, you're like almost like a creative genius, you know, you're you're creating trends, you're creating new techniques, you know, sometimes, you know, you're, you're collaborating with a team, you know, so you have to be able to be a great collaborator. So yeah, I think it's about knowing how to move beyond the chair is about opening up your mind to be a better business person. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need business classes. But I always tell also aspiring hairstylists that they should assist because you know, you get to learn through somebody else's mistakes and somebody else's uh, just like being kind of like a fly on the wall, if you will. You know, you get to learn through someone else's uh, lenses of how to operate in the scenario. That makes sense, actually. Kind of like cutting your teeth before you kind of go out on your own and think because I've, cause I guess a, a, most people can be quite arrogant if they're quite good at doing something. They can just and, be and, like, and oh, I'm just going to do it this way instead of. And I've seen a lot of people kind of like stunt their own growth just because of that arrogance, you know, and and that's why for me, like, I've never gotten to the place where I'm like, oh, my God, you're the shit, you know, because I think Mm. when you start becoming so bigger than yourself, like where you, you know, you carry this kind of persona, that's kind of where, you know, that arrogance and, and you know, pompous attitude, like, that's kind of where you, like, stunt yourself, you know, because, again, you know, there's so many talented people that are, you know, out there, and it's like, what sets you apart from everybody? It's about the value you add to the room and the people that you're around. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I wanted to pick up on something you said earlier around, you know, the level that you're at, and at this point, you're coming up with ideas, you're setting trends. I wanted to know what your sources of inspiration are when when you're going into the next kind of client. And I guess, how did you develop and hone the skill to kind of become confident in your decision and ideas? So I gather a lot of my inspirations from everywhere. And I feel like anybody can inspire me. So I do a lot of, quite a lot of research, especially like A lot of my work, you know, my braid work is very um, African influenced. So I I, I do a lot of research to just also be able to know what I'm talking about when I'm speaking about things. I collect a lot of books, a lot of books that, you know, generate around um, culture and also like that can show me uh, history and where things arrive from. I get a lot of my inspiration also from architecture. I also can get inspiration from like seeing a, a basket like woven a certain way or mm-hmm. um, painting or Instagram. You know, I have folders within my Instagram that, you know, if I see something that inspires me, I might save it in a, a, a hair folder or whatever folder that I've created. And people, you know, people I see on the street, you know, street culture, you know, um, street style. Like I get inspiration from every and anywhere. And sorry, what was the second half of the question? 
it was about the honing the skill yes to then become confident in you know presenting those ideas but where is the skill come from that takes time being able to be confident that takes a lot of time I remember when I started out in my career, you know, and also being that I've been doing hair for so long and still being, you know, a young person. I started out when it wasn't cool back then to be the young person on set. Nowadays, it's like you have these like 25 year old prodigies and it's super cool (laughs) to be young on set. But when I was like 19 years old backstage assisting like Guido and Eugene Solomon and Odile Gilbert and all these people no one really knew my age because it wasn't like a cool thing then you know because no one really respected you when you were young so I think gaining the confidence came with having experience Mm -hmm. and being able to you know start to understand that I am the authority in that space so whenever I'm on set And it's a collaboration where, you know, the photographer, the hair and makeup, the creative director and so on and so forth are there. And I am hired as the hair person before arriving. You know, you are you're being approved right to be to show up on set as the person that is hired for the job. So when I show up, I try to really make sure that what I'm contributing in the hair space and also just knowing hair, you know, better than anybody else on set that I am the authority in that area. So now I can voice my opinion and voice what I think is, you know, the hair can do or what the hair cannot do in a confident Mm -hmm. way just from having the level of experience that I have. Because being on set can be quite intimidating for someone, especially if you're just starting out and you don't know set etiquette, because that's also super important, understanding set etiquette and knowing when to be at, you know, and where to be always on set. It's a lot of things that, again, someone wouldn't necessarily understand unless having the experience. So, um, yeah, it's just over time, I think, developing that confidence to understand that I am the authority in the hair space and also just getting the trust from the people that I work with to, you know, be able to have that freedom to do what what is right and create new looks and create trends. You know, I, I'm so blessed that the clientele that I've garnered over the year that, you know, they trust me. And that's, I think when there's no trust, you can't have a lot of creativity because it's kind of blocked. So you definitely have to working with the clientele that I get to work with. Like, for example, like me and Tessa Thompson created like a long, super, super long, whip hair whip for the Met Gala last year and stuff like that that. can't happen without trust you know so it's like it's a collaboration and I think that's where the confidence will come from um, being able to showcase your best work. So finally I would like to know what the best advice you've ever received and the worst advice you've ever received are. I'll start with the worst because I have to think about what the best is. The worst advice I ever received was I when I was starting out and this was like at the beginning stages again of social media. And had I known what I know today about social media, that it wasn't going anywhere and that you can ultimately, you know, decide to create your own path however you choose. When I was starting out, I was still doing a lot of salon work and I was branching into, you know, doing creative work, you know, photo shoots. 
on my MySpace page, I would like showcase both of my work, like my like mm-hmm. weaves that I would be doing in my basement and then my like little photo shoots. And then I had someone that I thought was further ahead in their career and I valued their opinion at the time tell me that oh girl if you want to be successful in this business you got to take that stuff down you got to take down all those weaves all those braids you can't display all that stuff on your your myspace that looks unprofessional that's what they told me and had I known that what I know today about social media I'm like I could have had millions of followers by now because I was like (laughs) I was building a little network and I didn't even know it you know (laughs) so you took them down I did. I listened to them because they were further ahead in their career at the time. And they were someone that I thought knew what they were talking about because I was trying to figure it all out. I didn't know how to, you know, work as a in the entertainment space and all that stuff. So I figured they knew and I should just listen. So I just took the advice instead of like realizing that, no, I can decide how I want to, you know, show my artistry. Oh, that's annoying. That's sad. And then the best advice, I've gotten so many good advice from so many different people along my journey. But I think, you know, one of my best advice is just the advice that I give myself about listening to my own voice, you know, and not not allow someone to dictate to me anymore about how I should choose my career path or what jobs I should take because x y and z or whatever you know i think it's just about believing in you know what it is that i have to offer and yeah those are things that i you know value today that's brilliant lacy this has been so much fun thank you so much for your time thank you a huge thank you to lacy if you haven't already searched for her on instagram at lacy redway by the way Go and follow her for a serious case of hairspiration. For updates on Wannabe, follow Content is Queen on Twitter at Content is QM and Instagram at Content is Queen HQ. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends via your Insta stories. We pulled some amazing quotes from the episode, which you can reshare via Instagram and Twitter. To get extended show notes listing any of the tools and resources we've talked about on this episode, visit wannabepodcast.com. This podcast is proudly a Content is Queen production. A huge thank you to Ellie Clifford for making these home recording edits work. Thank you for listening and until next time, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.